Chapter 15, The Price of Freedom Sergeant Frost dropped Nix off in front of her trailer at 11 o'clock. Only an hour and a half late, but for the awe-inspiring tongue-thrashing her mother inflicted, it might as well have been a week. In spite of this, it seemed Nix's luck had finally taken a turn for the better. Incredibly, Mrs. Wack had not gotten a hold of Mr. Dibble, and still seemed to think her daughter ran off after her shift. Though although Nix had to endure nearly two hours of odious lecture and several threats of dismemberment, she didn't have to break the bad news about jobs lost and kiddies who may or may not be facing a slow starvation. There would be time to deal with that tomorrow. And bless Sergeant Frost for having the foresight not to tell Mrs. Wack anything about the intruder. The man was a true damage-controlled genius. Once her mother spent the first hour of the lecture complaining about how grungy the toilet was getting, Nix happily set to work on it, all the while enduring the usual comments about how school was starting soon, how obese girls should not draw attention to themselves by asking questions in class, and how Nix should periodically check herself in the bathroom mirror to make sure she didn't have any food on her face. Mrs. Wack was just getting started on the dangers of being seen with other fat people when Nix finally finished and escaped into her bedroom. Although Nix slept like the dead, her dreams were filled with graves, masked men, and screams. When she awoke, she could still hear the screaming coming down the hall. The sun wasn't even up yet. What time was it? Nix stumbled into the living room. What was up with her body? She felt like she'd just swam from Europe. It's about time! Mrs. Wack stood in front of the large front window, apparently trying to take up as much space as possible. Then Nix saw why. The glass was gone. Cats eyed Mrs. Wack, waiting for an opportunity to slip past her. Guard this window while I find some cardboard. Who broke our window? Nix asked. Don't tell me you slept through the quake. Since when did Pennsylvania have earthquakes? While Nix stood in front of the window, her mind flitted back to a rather vivid dream involving a man in a Native American headdress who looked like he'd swallowed a flashlight. Had he been the one screaming? But life in the whack trailer didn't lend itself to quiet meditation, and all thoughts of grumpy Indians evaporated as soon as her mother began to duct-tape the blinds together. Apparently she hadn't found a box. Once the escape hatch had been sealed, Mrs. Wack sent Nix outside to assess the damage. Nix found four broken panes, all on the same end of the trailer. One of them was her own bedroom window. How in the world had she slept through the glass shattering? She was lucky she hadn't gotten cut. A few neighbors watched from their porches. None of their windows seemed to be broken. This was looking a lot less like an earthquake and more like selective vandalism. Maybe the neighbors figured out who'd taken their cats. Despite this new evidence, her mother still insisted it was a localized geological anomaly. Once the sun was up, Nick searched her room, but didn't find anything that could have been thrown through her window. Had the neighbors gone at the trailer with baseball bats? The carpet was wet, so they could have thrown chunks of ice or something. She was fairly certain there had been frost on her comforter when she'd woken up. Maybe she should tell Sergeant Frost. That thought reminded Nix she had more important things to worry about than embittered pet owners. On her list of things to do today was talk to Jordan's dad to see if they'd found anything on the intruder, figure out how to tell her mother about getting fired, and make sure someone was keeping an eye on Sarah. And if she had time, tell Jordan her harrowing tale of the canine graveyard rescue. Nix decided to feign work again, after she accomplished the important things, she could come home early, as if the termination had just happened. Since she'd be visiting Jordan, regardless of whether her chores were done, Nix took her time. 
She was beginning to enjoy this going-to-work pretense, but it didn't erase the guilt that swept over her whenever her mother mentioned her job. You better hurry up, Mrs. Wack said. It's a quarter to one. You don't want to make Mr. Dibble angry. Nix finished off the bottle of goop that was supposed to taste like a salmon dinner. With a shiver of disgust, she went to wash her spoon at the sink. Have you asked for the raise yet? Nick stared at the water. She hated to write out lie, but there had to be a way to delay spilling the beans. Yes? Nick dropped her spoon in the drying rack and strode toward the exit. Mrs. Wack blocked the door. Is he going to give it to you? He didn't say. Then you didn't ask right. Try again. Well, I better go then. Mrs. Wack moved back from the door and allowed Nix to step into the blazing afternoon sun. Nix made her way along the path she'd taken a thousand times to work, but today seemed different. She noticed things she hadn't before, like the pair of high school dropouts using pocket knives to carve one-syllable words on the trailer park pole, all that was left of the community basketball court. She'd seen them before in similar vandalistic ventures, but today for some reason it seemed more sinister. Could they be responsible for the trailer's broken windows? Nix hustled past the boys, relieved when they ignored her completely. Once out of sight of the trailer, and out of knife-throwing range from the hoodlums, Nick slowed and changed direction. Why had those boys frightened her so much? Maybe after last night she'd finally accepted the growing danger in Woods Cross. When Sergeant Frost had told her how busy the police department had been, she practically scoffed at him. But after your best friend gets kicked in the mouth by a burglar, it tends to change your perspective. Nix passed the ice cream store that had gone out of business the previous winter. A slab of plywood covered a broken window, and the weeds reached nearly to the roof. She walked a bit quicker when she realized the prickly vegetation would be the perfect place for a mugger to hide. Great. Now she was turning into her mother. Nix took a shortcut through an empty lot, which several years ago had been a construction site. Now it was full of scrap metal and trash. A pool of water sat at the lower end of the lot, an unpleasant reminder of Thursday's rainstorm. Empty milk jugs and paper cups floated like dead ducks. A horn blared. Nix jumped onto the sidewalk to avoid a speeding jeep. Out of the road, idiot, somebody called. Nix's flash of embarrassment turned to anger. People weren't supposed to drive that fast on a residential street. And even if Nix had been in the road, there was no need to be nasty. Maybe Sergeant Frost was right. Perhaps small-town friendliness really had been replaced with selfish apathy and general insolence. She felt as if an old friend had gone away and wouldn't be coming back. Nick suddenly missed the times growing up when they had the Renaissance Festival every year, back when people didn't worry about their houses getting broken into or having their dogs murdered. Nix managed to arrive at the Frosts without any more attempts on her life. Jordan answered the door with his mouth full, bowl of cereal in hand. He was clearly chewing very carefully with his mutilated mouth. Her nook, he garbled, sending rice puffs onto the front step. A little late for breakfast, isn't it? Jordan swallowed. It's Dad's turn for lunch. What he made wasn't edible. Nix noticed the smell, like an overripe banana on fire. I take it you haven't told your mom yet? Jordan stepped inside to let Nix enter. The AC felt glorious. Tonight. Jordan laughed and dribbled some more milk onto the floor. How's your mouth? Jordan shut the door with his butt. Turns out the guy did me a favor. This morning the orthodontist said knocking them loose ought to help them get in place faster. I might even get the braces off earlier. And to think, you were angry with him for kicking you in the face. I'm still going to return the favor when I find him. Jordan, can you come in here a minute? Don't worry, Dad, I'm not going anywhere. I'm officially grounded for two weeks, he added in a low voice. Will you just get in here? I need your help on the computer. 
Jordan rolled his eyes but seemed pleased at a chance to show off. Nix followed him into a cluttered study where Sergeant Frost sat in sweats and a t-shirt. It was always strange for Nix to see him out of uniform. She almost felt like she should look away. Sergeant Frost pointed to a condescending error message on the screen. I can't get into my online banking. You're using the wrong login. Jordan moved his dad aside like an incompetent trainee. SGTBF is your police network ID. Your banking login is Brett Frosty 71 See? The account transaction screen popped up and Sergeant Frost put a hand to his chest as if he'd been worried his money was lost forever. He brusquely took the mouse back from Jordan. So, which password was it? Amy123? Dad, it's your public safety email password. Your banking is thou shalt not steal, with zeros in place of the O's. Sergeant Frost chuckled, clearly appreciating his own genius. I swear, Jordan said in the tone of an exasperated parent. We go through this every time you log on to the internet. Don't you have this stuff written down? So someone can steal my identity? That's why I have you, my personal Blackberry. Har har, Nix and I haven't really had a chance to talk since I've been back. Can she stay for a bit? Hi, Nix, Sergeant Frost said, finally acknowledging her presence. Jordan, you're supposed to be grounded. That means no friends, either. Nix is practically our sister, and I swear we won't have any fun. Sergeant Frost seemed to consider this. Then he looked up at the ceiling. Jordan smiled. He knew he'd won. And if I get a single call from Patty... It was the best afternoon of Nix's summer. After they sat in the backyard, Jordan in the hammock and Nix against a tree, they finally had time to do nothing but talk. It was remarkable how engaging Jordan could be when he didn't have Tiago's phone to distract him. Nix insisted on telling her graveyard story first thing, before the details were completely forgotten. Jordan played an excellent audience, growing furious when he heard of Leaf's brutality and astonished at Zervi's half-baked rescue attempt. A pep talk and she left you to drown? She claimed I was safe since it had stopped raining. She probably was hoping you'd prove her death in threes theory. I'm actually surprised the death counts aren't higher than that, with her sloppy backhoeing. After they'd exhausted their idle threats of what they'd do to Leaf the next time they saw him, and had a few more jokes at Mrs. Zerby's expense, they discussed Sarah's stalker. Even after reviewing each minute detail and mulling over all possible suspects, they were no closer to knowing who had killed Princess. We don't have to worry, Jordan said finally. The cops will catch him soon enough. Nix glared at him. As if. They think it was some botched burglary. You heard your dad. They're gonna check on her a couple times a week. Well, we don't have much to go off either. I mean, besides his general build and shoe size. There's gotta be a hundred guys in Woods Cross that would love to stalk Sarah Hainsworth. If it is a guy, Nick said, more as a talking point than anything. The intruder was pretty nimble. If I got taken out by a lady, I'd rather not know. Maybe it's someone who hates Sarah. That can't be, Jordan said through a yawn. Sarah is very likable. Nix didn't like the way he emphasized very. Jordan slid out of the hammock and sat beside Nix. Maybe it's her dad. Huh? Maybe the intruder hates Mr. Hainsworth or wants something from him. He's loaded, right? Maybe the bad guy or gal tried to kidnap Sarah for ransom but didn't want to take all four of us on. Nix didn't like to think what might have happened had she been the only one to jump out of the car that night. But why steal the diary? A diary could tell him who she trusts, who she hangs out with, where she goes alone. So he tore up her room looking for a diary that might tell him how to find her? Why didn't he just come back later? Jordan widened his eyes theatrically. 
He could be out there right now, planning his next ambush. Pillowhead could strike anywhere. If Sarah has a very detailed diary, he'll know all about her habits. Nick still wasn't sure he was taking this seriously, but at least he didn't seem bored anymore. Until we catch this guy, someone has to be with her at all times, Nick said. Jordan pulled up a handful of grass. So what do you propose we do, Detective Whack? The grass pulling, more than anything, convinced Nix he was on board. When Jordan's brain moved into hyperdrive, his hands were always busy picking fingernails, stretching gum, or picking scabs. How long will Mr. Hainsworth be home? Nix asked. Dad said he got in today and picked up Sarah from her cousins. There's no way he'd leave her alone tonight. We should talk to Sarah tomorrow at school and make sure she'll have someone there when she gets home. Jordan winced. Ah, turd feathers. We were having such a nice afternoon. Why'd you have to remind me about school? I thought you had a perfect memory. Don't hate me because my brain is beautiful. Jordan threw his handful of grass at Nix. And I'd love to help out with Sarah's surveillance, but I still have 13 days left on my sentence. Until we can convince your dad of the danger Sarah's in, it'll have to be me. You just want to take Sarah ghost hunting at the Abendroths. It actually wasn't a bad idea, but Nix wasn't about to admit that to Jordan. I'll have to wait to tell my mom about my job, I guess. How long will the cat food last? Maybe three days. And then you're going to... Live in the woods behind Sarah's house and eat pine cones. Jordan tasted a blade of grass, then put a few more in his mouth. Your mom can't be as bad as you say. Even if she flips out, she'll get over it eventually. My dad always does. You really want to compare parents? Let me explain to you what will happen the moment I tell Mom I was fired and have no way to pay for her cats. Jordan sat back and put his hands behind his head, like he was preparing for a great story. First of all, it won't be a simple lecture. This will be something she'll speak about at my funeral. Second, she will force me to find a way to feed them. How? She can't really expect you to get another job. No one besides Dibble will hire a 15-year-old. I'm sure every spare minute will be spent shoveling walks and washing cars, but if that still isn't enough... She'll make me dig through people's garbage to find something edible for the cats. You could ask the neighbors, Jordan said with a grin. They're bound to have some cat food left over from their missing kitties. Yeah, right. I think they're already starting to suspect us. Someone broke a bunch of our windows last night. Dude, your neighborhood is messed up. I wonder how old you have to be to sell a kidney, Nick said, only partly joking. You should raid into a talk show. They could do a whole week special on your family. You think I'm exaggerating, but I'm probably not doing her justice. At least your dad makes a rational decision every once in a while. I wouldn't go that far. I'll be lucky to get any homework done this year, let alone save Sarah from her kidnappers. Jordan climbed back into the hammock and started doing leg lifts. So it comes down to those stupid cats. You can't keep Sarah safe because you have to work. You have to work because you have to feed the cats. The simple solution is to let them all go when your mother's not home. I tried, remember? That's when she kicked me out of the house for two days. Doesn't ring a bell. Nix punched the hammock and sent Jordan swinging. She had most of the cats back within a week. She has like six traps now and she baits them with tuna. Tuna sounds good right now. I know where you can find some. Just throw the traps in the dumpster in the middle of the night and leave both doors open. If she knew I was responsible for losing her babies, I'd be lucky to set foot out of the trailer before college. That woman does not forget or forgive. The only way I might be able to earn a little freedom would be to get rid of the cats and make it impossible for her to pin it on me. You've thought about this a lot, haven't you? When your life revolves around scooping cat crap, you're always looking for an out. 
Nix, if you need some money. No, Nix said a little more forcefully than she'd intended. I mean, thank you, but I'll think of something. It's my own fault for getting fired anyway. You mean Beryl's own fault? Yeah, maybe I'll ask her for a handout now that she's making the big bucks at Paco's. The back porch light switched on and Sergeant Frost stepped out. Nix, he said, pretending to be shocked she was still there. You better get home. I've had enough search parties for one week. He went back inside. Jordan stood and stretched. What would happen if you told your mom she didn't own you and she can't force you to do anything? I hear that's all the rage with teens nowadays. That will end with me dead and my mother in prison. How about this? I call her and explain the whole situation with Pillowhead. You don't think she'd let you run up to Sarah's a few times a week? Nick smiled sadly. He really had no idea. Patricia Wack would never let her daughter play the hero. More likely she'd dig a big hole and throw Nixon, since it was a proven method of keeping her in place. There is something you can do. Nix pulled a piece of newspaper out of her pocket. I'm sure nothing's going to come of it, but you think you could email this guy and ask about the surveillance job? Jordan examined the ad. You've spy experience I don't know about? If it gets me money, yes. I was kicked out of the CIA for being too good. You'll need to work on that. They went inside and sent the email. They were waiting around for a reply when Sergeant Frost entered and stuck a large finger in Jordan's face. You need to get rid of that bat. Tonight. Bruce? Jordan asked innocently, as if there were other bats his father might be referring to. Amy tried to feed it lettuce and got bit. I told her to stay away from it, and anyway, it's not like it has rabies. He's bitten me like ten times. He held up a polka-dotted finger. Let. It. Go. The thing needs to eat something besides you and your sister. Nick sidestepped toward the front door. I'll show myself out. You want a new pet? Jordan asked. Oh, yeah. My mom would love that. The best part will be when it gets loose and she tears the house down trying to get it out. Jordan slapped a hand on Nick's shoulder. Dude, what if you really did let it loose in the house? Then she'd know it was me and hide in her room until I dealt with it. It's only 7.30. If you slip the bat into a window while you're at work, maybe she'll freak out and leave windows and doors open. Some of the cats would have to escape. Her freaking out is a given, but you're right. I can't think how she'd get rid of the bat without letting some of the cats out as well. Most watch the door like hawks. And your mom will have no one to blame but herself. Even if you don't get them all, it's a start. And when she tries to catch them again with her traps? For a moment, Jordan's eyes had a demonic twinkle. In a couple days, I'll sneak over in the dead of night and steal the traps while you're both in bed. Nick studied herself on the wall. If the cats stay gone... Losing your job won't be the end of the world, Jordan finished. You'll be able to keep the rest alive on leftovers. This was a really stupid idea, but Sarah needed protecting, and Nix needed her freedom. If her mother wouldn't see reason, it was time to play dirty. Hey, this is Ryan. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry this took so long to come out. It's been 10 days since the last episode. Um, Jada and I have been working on a different podcast, um, which is called Good, no, Bad Reviews for Good Books. It's where we look at uh, the one star reviews for books that we love and just kind of make fun of the reviewers. Sometimes the reviews are pretty good, but anyway, so feel free to check that out. Um, I will try to work a little faster as far as sleeping fatty. And if you're enjoying it, 
um, please tell somebody about it and maybe review and rate. You're the best. Thank you.